What would you do if you got scammed? Would you suffer in silence or would you do something about it? Well, I got scammed once and this is the story of what I did. I'm Justin Sales, the host of The Wedding Scammer, a true crime podcast from The Ringer. And for seven episodes, we're hunting a con man, a guy with a lot of aliases, a guy who's ruined a lot of weddings. And with the help of some friends, I just might be able to catch him. Listen to The Wedding Scammer on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like when your fantasy league meets up at your house. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this is anything but a fantasy. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. This episode is brought to you by Hyundai. Think about all the stuff you can do now on Sundays after the Super Bowl's over. Adventurous activities. You need a Hyundai to get you there. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped for any adventure with features like available H-Track, all-wheel drive. You can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud or available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Fantasy Football Show. My name is Danny Heifetz. I am joined by Danny Kelly and Craig Worldbeck, and we are going through our must-add players entering Week 8. That's crazy. Week 8? Week We're 8? Like more than halfway through the regular season at this point. I said that out loud. It sounded wrong. Weird. It is week eight that we're entering, yeah. right? Okay. That's yeah. this is just going very half, very fast. There are no teams on buy in week eight, which also seems strange, but there are not. Don't so, get buys. Don't understand yeah. any of it. And I'll never will. There were six <laughs> buys last week, none this week. I don't get it. I wish I could pretend that I, I don't that's so odd to me, but all right, cool, whatever. So fantasy wise, you're not as down bad as usual, as the kids would say. Like you know Horny? No one Yeah, I mean that's the kids like are always horny. Joke. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to go through our must-add players entering week eight, and here's how it works. We're going to go position by position. We're, each, we're going to each give our top pick for that position, but like waivers, only one of us gets them, so we're going to do a little trivia tiebreaker, and then everyone else will have to guess. You'll figure it out. It's not super complicated. If you're listening, email us at ringerfantasyfootballgmail.com. Put trivia in the subject line. Make the answer a number. Also, I'm Danny underscore Heifetz on Twitter. Danny Heifetz on Instagram. DK is Danny B. Kelly everywhere. Craig is at Craig Rollback. And... Again, Dickie will have an updated waivers column at fantasyfootball.themirror.com. You know what, Craig? Sometimes we got to freaking say things. I was just thinking that was excellent work. You were like an auctioneer there. (laughs) You sound like the Lego I'm like, do people even... If somebody's listening at like 1.5 or God forbid 2x, like no way they cut any of that. He's a true pro. I'm serious. When when you were talking to Heifetz, I was like, you're good at this. So... Don't yeah. even uh, don't even listen, Craig. It's become so muscle memory for you. Like you must wake up in the middle of the night and be like fantasyfootball.theringer.com. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I I think I'm gonna give Jackie tinnitus or something. It's just, <laughs> just yeah, it's just like dogs when they sleep. You know, they got the legs. I'm just like <laughs> like reading all the, the twitching, the barking, the barking in the sleep. Yeah. Also, if you don't remember our our Twitter handles or or our Instagram handles, those are also clickable links. Just click on our names in our on podcast. The Earl. Bio. Oh, okay. Yeah, in the description of each the show. Earl, can... is, is this going to be a thing now instead of URL? You're, You're making Earl? it a thing, Heifetz. I would I just like to l- let you know. That's just <laughs> right there went from hating it to enjoying it. Okay. <laughs> anyway, all right. Without further ado, we're going to go position by position. DK, lead us off. Give us your yeah. number one running back every week eight. Deontay Foreman of the Bears, who looked awesome. Who do you guys have? The number one running Same. back in fantasy I, I, this week. I thought about taking someone else just Topical. for the, for the yeah. bit. It's also bleak. Like, not a lot of huge injuries this week at running back. No buys, like we said. It's bleak. Not bleak. a lot of injuries. Everyone's healthy. <laughs> God, Saquon hurt his elbow, re-entered the game. <laughs> the waiver wire is not robust, is what I'm yes. trying to say. Good for real life. For the sanctity of the show, not right. great. Once again, fantasy football. It's just the Tim Robinson. Every injury, it's like, I gotta figure out how to make money on this. Right. Uh, Deontay Foreman, by the way, just looks awesome out there. Um, Breaking tackles, creating explosive plays. He does touchdowns. this once or twice a year. He looks like a top five running back. Maybe he. Yeah, he's, a, he's like the teams. Deion Waiters of fantasy football, like the, <laughs> like the half decade Deion Waiters award. Of just like he shows yeah. up, he looks great. It's like a legend. All right, 
Showdown time for, De- for Deontay Foreman. Good for Deontay. Welcome back. It is the Deontay yeah. Foreman <laughs> showdown time. It's from Andy. Andy. Wrong. Andy. Since y'all label guys as the Kirkland signature version all the time, how many Kirkland signature products exist at Costco? Oh, wow. Holy crap. Yeah, it's, a good, it's a good question. How many separate products? Okay. All okay. right, I have. I, there's a number that immediately popped into my head, and I don't know why, so I'm going to say it. Same here. Okay. All right. Three, two, one. 337. Oh, shit. I'm wrong. <laughs> okay, so Craig said 137. I said 301. Heifetz, what was yours? I said 3,000. I don't know. You're probably Honestly, you, you could be very right. For all I, think, I know, man, Costco. Yeah, I think he is. I, the first thing I thought was five, and then I was like, that's a little high. <laughs> five. The answer, <laughs> it's more than five. That seems like a lot. The answer is 364, DK. Ooh. Ooh. Hell yeah. You get Deontay Foreman. Nice. Simpler life. Okay. Who else I wish there was 3,000 Kirkland products, to be honest. Keep making I know, right? them. I want more. Kirkland t-shirts, great. I got to say, Kirkland beer, not the best. Kirkland alcohol, though, is good. Hard A, like the whiskey, the Irish whiskey, the Scotch Kirkland whiskey. Kirkland golf balls. The rum. They used to be Pro V1s, and then they got like sued or something. Um, <laughs> well, They just made the other... Company's stuff. Just slap someone else's logo on there and call it a day. <laughs> it was great. They were half the price. Incredible. Should we do that with the show? Should we just put like the Bill Simmons podcast just <laughs> on the show and just see what happens? I mean, we Not sort of idea. Idea. I guess that'd be the opposite. I guess it'd be like if we played Bill's show and put it here and just had our title on it. Yes. That makes, yeah. It's a better comparison. Also, not bad. All right. I guess I'm going to take. Um. Man, it's kind of gross. I'm, I'm like thinking of the Rams running backs, right? Mm-hmm. Daryl Henderson. They're playing the Cowboys, though. I'm like, ugh. And then it's like, <laughs> I could go with Josh Kelly on the Chargers. They're playing the, the Bears, which is a, a better matchup. But I'm like, Josh Kelly is not good. I, I think I'll take Daryl Henderson on the Rams. I mean, uh, yeah, on the Rams, I guess. Yeah. So I want to just co- massive caveat for all the California running backs on this list, which I feel like is half of them. We're recording this Monday afternoon, so we don't know what's up with the Niners game yet. Elijah Mitchell, Jordan Mason, for all, maybe McCaffrey had 400 yards, and maybe McCaffrey's, you know, just Hurt got re-injured in the first place. So caveat yeah. for that. Obviously, if McCaffrey were to get re-injured, the 49ers guys would be there. To your point, Craig, we also recording this Monday afternoon. We don't 100% know what's up with Austin Eckler. He seemed to, like, um, retweak his leg injury in that game. I don't know. Sometimes it's fine when they go back in or whatever. Sometimes it's adrenaline, and it's actually worse the next day. So that's another caveat. But I. The Rams backfield, to your point, Daryl Henderson. I don't know, DK, how did you feel about Daryl Henderson versus Freeman? Like, this was just, like, such a huge mess at Rams running back. Yeah. And it ended up, Daryl Henderson and Royce Freeman, I guess the simplest way I could put it, they both got 66 yards from scrimmage, but Royce Freeman did it on seven fewer touches, which feels right to me, where Henderson knew the offense more and Royce Freeman looked yeah. more explosive. But overall, it's, as Craig said, ugh. There, so, yeah, my reaction to that, watching that game was basically like, okay, like, I understand why... Henderson was not on any teams prior to <laughs> Thursday or whatever day they signed him. Um, but at the end of the day, like we want the volume and Sean McVay has shown, you know, an appreciation for Daryl Henderson. He started the game. He got the most carries. Um, he had the most snaps and he had the yep. most fantasy points. He did score a touchdown. Of course, that helped him. I thought Royce Freeman looked pretty good. Like he was bowling guys over. He he looked a little more physical. I think Freeman is more like a slasher and, and I'm sorry, Henderson is more of a slasher. Freeman's more of like just a grinding between the tackles type of guy. Um, but Henderson ran more routes. I don't know. I would say Henderson gets definitely gets the nod, but I'm not super excited about either because it is a timeshare. I think Daryl Henderson was like, he's like a nice guy. And then, you know, the like you're losing Kyron Williams and um, Ronnie Rivers last week, the Rams, it's like you had a plus one to an event and you just need someone to come now. And like, you know, Kyron and Ronnie Rivers are out and Daryl Henderson, like, you know, Daryl Henderson, like he's like, you know, he knows the playbook. He was there last year. He's been there for years. His friend, he knows your friends a little bit. Yeah. They know each other's names. Like I'm not going to have to hold his hand the whole time. Exactly. You know, when you like make a pact with somebody when you're like 18, you're like, if we're single when we're 40, <laughs> yeah, we'll yeah. Get that's what they said to him when they cut him the last time. So like, look, if we have no running backs next year, we'll, we will sign you. God. And he shows up uh, and it's like, it's not exciting. Like it's, you know, it's not going to be the best sex of your life, but like he's there. 
Like it, it means that like a lot has gone wrong. Like right. if we're if we're forty and like we're not we're single, like that means like things haven't really gone well in our life. But we will be together. And, that's kind <laughs> and of the then Royce Freeman, you see Royce Freeman again for the first time in a while, and you're like, oh, that was. I mean, it's like easier to it's easier to pay the bills when you have two people <laughs> living under the same roof. You know, that's how Henderson is. I think the longer this goes on, the I think less though I do think have. he is the he's a priority here, Henderson. I think the reality is that with everyone on by or sorry, no no teams on by this week. You hopefully don't have to put these guys in your lineup. So unless you're very injured at running back, it's more like a long term thing. So I guess my question is, if you were thinking more about like, I just want a person who will still be relevant four weeks from now. Is it Daryl Henderson still? Because I'm kind of like watching that. I was kind of like Royce Freeman seems better. Well, four weeks from now, Kyron Williams is probably going to be It's bad. neither. All right, so none yeah. of these guys. Okay, cool. Well, that's, <laughs> well, you know what? That's I'm glad I, so. I'm going to take Josh Kelly then for the Chargers. Feels like a win-win. Mm-hmm. And by that, it's a lose-lose. Josh Kelly... What were we? I forget what you said yesterday, but he can only be the he can't be the lead dog. Like Josh he's Kelly, only good as a backup. In the three games that he's been a starter, he has like a third of the fantasy points, even though he has like t- almost twice the touches as when he's a sub. Like when Eckler is there, he's having such. He's uh, Josh Kelly's got seven yards a carry just as Eckler's backup, and then when he's the starter, it's like two and a half barely, basically. So I, I mean that's. Like a guy who simple. can't carry a movie, but he can be a, like he's a really a, he, good character. He's a Dion Waiters. Yeah. He's Dion Waiters, yeah. you know? So I, I still think Josh Kelly, I mean, if, I think it's perfect. Craig, you tell me this all the time. If you had Josh Kelly, you're like, I don't want Adam again. I didn't like that. But if you haven't, you're like, oh my God, I can just get Josh Kelly. The guy cut him. How dumb are you? But you're not going to go back if you already experienced this. But he realistically is probably the most valuable person. I didn't even have him forward. on my list because it's just such a frustrating experience to have him on your in your starting lineup. But like you got to wipe the memory. You got to you got a men in black like memory hole yourself. Playing whack-a-mole with these freaking backup running backs like I had Josh Kelly on my bench this week and he scored a touchdown and the next week I'll probably put him in my lineup and I'll have like 1 yard, you know. It's like Jesus Christ. I hate this. Yeah, we need a word for that when like <laughs> you start like you you're reacting to the week before and they never have the same week. Like yeah. that's there, there needs to be a word for like the, he has a great game so you start him and then he has a bad game so you sit him and then he has a good game so you start him and it's just like this vicious cycle of never working out <laughs> yeah <laughs> email us at ringerfantasyfootballgmail.com if you have a word for that it's essentially like like investing in stock the, the worst way it's like you're buying high and selling low I right? was kind of it's the same thing it's what do they, they say about stocks it's like what is it buy the rumor sell the news and then fantasy yeah. we're like it's we're buying we're buying the news and selling rumors basically yeah no. You're like, oh, he scored great. I'm going to play him now. Uh, okay. So we got, yeah, Royce Freeman and Henderson for the Rams. Miles Gaskin is inactive and Zach Evans. Honestly, cut Zach Evans, I think. like, I, There's, I, there's Amari Demarcado on the Cardinals. Yeah, I think Amari Demarcado, like, he played 95% of the touches and 80% of the snaps uh, the Cardinals. Yeah, that's weird because like last week it was a three-man rotation. Um I would add, yeah, he's a good one. I would add also just Tajay Spears for the Titans if Derrick Henry gets traded. Of course, that would be important. Um, Devin Singletary for the Texans, who has been in the... He hadn't done really anything until last week, and then all of a sudden, they were like a 50-50 split with Damian Pierce. So if that continues, he could have some value. Of course, both of those guys are kind of capped in terms of their upside. But um, if you're looking for a guy to throw in your your flex, I think Singletary could be an option. Who else? Also, he's probably rostered, but Roshan Johnson for the Bears. I know he's plugged him two weeks right. in a row. At this point, he hasn't played. He had a concussion on Thursday football, and now we're coming up on almost three weeks since. Uh, the coach said, Eberflus said today that it's he has one more hurdle to clear, and then he is expecting to be back on Wednesday. So that's good news. Roshan, when he comes back, will probably solve. And then, yeah, you mentioned Tasha Spear for the Titans. I also just want to mention Jerome Ford was in a walking boot for the Browns running backer. Oh, yeah, Pierre Strong. Yep. Was a walking boot after the Browns won. The Browns play Seattle this week. Pierre Strong Jr. for the Browns. I think he's pretty good. Like, the difference is, Demarcado for the Cardinals, he's just there. He's also just, like, a nice guy. Like, he's just there. This is just shots and across the bow for Kai right now. I, What do you say? Kai's a nice guy? No, TCU. Oh, TCU. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Kai's just, like, fuming. Kai's, <laughs> Kai's not edgy enough. <laughs> no edge. That's... Uh, oh, my God. I we, There was some app. I don't know how this didn't work out, but there was some app that was, like... Uh, back in the day, this was like a senior high school. Someone created an app that you had to be a, um, a woman on Facebook to join the app. They had made you log in through Facebook. And it was basically like Yelp, but for men. And it was women oh, just yeah. leaving reviews of men for dating purposes. <laughs> and they wow. just like, and they, you know, those word bubbles of like the most words that come up the most are like the biggest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And one of our friends had like a few reviews and he's like the nicest guy in the world. And the biggest word in the word bubble was no edge. 
<laughs> oh, that's brutal. <laughs> and we totally don't bring this up all the time, but no edge. Wow. I never knew how much being edgy was important to me until this exact oh, yeah. moment. Just going to be super edgy going forward. Did you see yesterday Travis Kelsey um, drop a pass and he just banged the turf like two times, like very angrily? Mm-hmm. And there's Edge. a pause. There's a pause. And Jackie, my girlfriend, was like, that was so hot. <laughs> what? And I was like, really? Dude, attraction is the weirdest shit, man. It is. He only did that because like of the situation he's in right now. I firmly That's what believe I thought. That. Uh, I, whatever. Anyway, Pierre Stroke Jr. Uh, he is Edge. He is Edge for the Browns. Like, honestly, Pierre Strong. Good run. Right. DeMarcado, okay. pretty boring. Matt Burita, if Saquon gets dreaded, he probably won't. And then Latavius Murray again, the um, chasing a Cialis with the Red Bull of running backs. <laughs> okay. Don't want to be out here. Wide receivers, DK, who's your number one wide receiver entering weekend? Uh, this is my guy, Josh Downs for the Colts. 125 yards and a touchdown this week. Not shabby. Yeah, again, Tyree Kill and A.J. Brown with the top two receivers and then Josh Downs. So it feels silly to take someone else, honestly. Yeah, I agree. Since week two, Josh Downs has outscored Michael Pittman. Yep. Wild. All right. Josh Downs showdown time? Yeah. How tall is Josh Downs? He's short, right? I think he's like 5'8". Five five eight. Eight. Yeah. He's tiny. Yeah. But he's like super uh, agile. Like he's a good route runner, runs after the catch. He's actually plays bigger than the 5'8". That's something I wrote in my scattering report for him. Because he, in college, he had like all these contested catches. He would go up in the air and like grab it. He's like widely like that. All right. It's time for the Josh Downs showdowns time. Oh, hey oh. <laughs> Craig's on fire. Oh, this is from Andrew. I can't be stopped. <laughs> Andrew. Andrew. In Andy, honor of Danny's butchered pronunciation of Shreveport, which is my wife's hometown. Here's a trivia <laughs> oh, wow. question for the show. <laughs> Shreveport what did you say? Is, How did you say I it? Said Shrev, I said Shreveport. 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 Yeah. And you, okay. you said I added a T in, so I got really mad, but then I, people were like, oh, you're mad. And I was like, well, he said I had Shreveport. So anyway, it doesn't matter. Well, you just didn't say it wrong. You didn't say it right is the point. I, I didn't, yeah, I don't dispute that. Shreveport, from Andrew, Shreveport is named in honor of Captain Henry Miller Shreve. Mm. Captain Shreve led the United States Army Corps of Engineers efforts to clear the Red River of the, quote, Great Raft, a naturally occurring log jam Blocking the river in the 1830s. How long was the Great Raft Long Jim? <laughs> Good lord! <laughs> Wait, what? Now I look. I read into this, so I, I'll give you the, a little more context. What's the met? What, what what metric are we using? I don't know. It's up to you. It's really interesting, actually. Basically, in America, I'm reading. This is Clay. Clay said he's from Shreveport too. Right. He's mad about Thank how you, I said it as well. Clay emailed in and said, "America's steam." This is from a link he sent me. It's really good. In America's steamboat era, the main danger to waterborne travel and commerce was not fire or explosions, but it was snags. It's trees fall in the rivers from erosion, and you got all these trees floating down, and the center with all the roots gets caught in the middle of the riverbank, and then the end of the tree is just like floating at an angle down, and you get like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of trees are just in the river, but the real problem is the ones underneath the water mm. were puncture, you don't see or puncture the hull, and that actually was like but there hundreds of trees all in the water at the same time, underneath and above. Sounds and like so a they, nightmare. Yeah, you can't so basically, that was the issue. They couldn't travel in the river. So how long was the uh, the log jam? And they had to clear it. How like that, like how like how wide? What do you mean? Like like how many miles? How wide was long? the river? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, the distance. Yeah. Captain how, Shreve. How many miles long the log jam is? But I still yes. don't understand. Maybe I'm being stupid. Are we Down talking the like river? The, the, how many how how many miles of the river was covered by the log was jam? Jammed the log jam. And this is the year 1830. Yeah. Tw- uh, eight, yeah, 1824. And what's what state are we in? You don't get the language of origin. Like we already, this is the longest explanation we've ever had for a question. I don't remember where Shreveport is. What state was Shreveport? Shreveport. You got it wrong. <laughs> Louisiana. What state? What Shreveport. state? Shreveport, Louisiana. It's in Louisiana. All right. <laughs> Shreveport. You did it worse than Hyphens there. <laughs> it got that out was, of my he way. Accepted to me. Myself. He accepted me. Doubly worse than what Hyphens did. I think. You added a T. You put it in my brain. <laughs> I'm anchored. Oh wait, it's sh- it, what is it? It's I said Shreveport, and it's Shreveport. Shreveport? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Shreveport. or poor? Yes, Port. Shreveport. I, I think I was like like asleep last night when you guys this were talking about this. I kind of went in one ear and out the other. <laughs> okay, how how long was the log jam in Shreveport in 1830? <laughs> Twenty four. Can, can Shreveport and New Orleans both be in Louisiana? 
Or wait, is Shreveport in New Orleans? <laughs> wait, how's that work? P- okay. If Pittsburgh's in Philadelphia, how can <laughs> Pennsylvania be in Philadelphia? You can't have anyway. two cities in one state. <laughs> All right. How how long was this log jam? Did, okay, did you guys I'm, guess? I didn't I'm guess. I'm going to guess. We haven't guessed Three, yet. two, one. Two miles. Two and a half uh, miles. F- 30 miles. 30 miles. Ooh, I kind of like that. Okay, you you guessed super late after you heard both of our guesses. I know. I counted <laughs> down and then I forgot to give my answer. I was just trying to move on and I, I totally, yeah, I forgot. Yeah, I call bullshit. But anyways, what is it? The answer is 180 miles long. Jesus. What? That is an incredibly long log jam. 108. That's like LA to San Diego of just log jam. <laughs> and you know how long it was? It's longer than like this segment, which we don't remember who we're fighting for anymore. Josh Downs. Josh Downs. Yeah, right. On that, how could I forget? Okay, right, so I get Josh so... Downs. Oh, also, so I, I get, I get last. Shit. Eric, Eric emailed in to say the Canadian Football League actually expanded to the United States in the 1990s. I had no idea that happened. The CFL. And they had a team in Shreveport. The Shreveport Pirates was a CFL team. Oh, wow. Isn't that crazy? Wow. Anyway. Okay, Josh Downs. Who do you guys want at receiver? Um, Craig, you're next. Yeah, I, I think... Just I edged you out there with my 2.5 miles. There's two miles, even though it was 180. Um, <laughs> I feel like it's unfair that I get like a point and you get a negative point because of that. Right. But that, that, that <laughs> are the rules. Also, I um, cheated, but that's fine. I'm gonna go. He did cheat. I'm yeah, gonna go I, yeah. by accident. I I feel like this guy's flying under the radar, and I get it because he really hasn't been great. But I'm gonna like the history has been there. I'm just gonna go with Brandon Cooks, who had a bye last week, and he really hasn't done a lot this year. Yeah. He's basically just is getting like four targets a game. But I kind of would also argue that like the the Cowboys haven't really played a normal game at, at, until last week. Yeah, and in that Chargers game, Brandon Cooks had a touchdown and he had 50 yards. And you know, it's like the Giants game was weird. The Jets game, he didn't play. The Arizona game was bizarre. Then they the, the they played the Pats and they killed them. And then it was the Niners that got killed. It's like the, the Chargers game was like the first time. I was like, oh, this is like a normal Cowboys offense running their offense. And Brandon Cooks was involved. And look, this is a guy who's like, has an extremely great track record. And so although there's like the Jalen Hyatts of the world and all these like upside rookies, I think like next week I need a guy. I'm going to Brandon Cooks. I actually hadn't noticed him almost all year, Craig. And then last week or whenever the last game they played last week. I was like, oh, he looks pretty quick. There's a couple of plays where he made uh, like yards after the catch. I was like, oh, he looks pretty, pretty sprightly. I, j- more than I just I wonder if the Dallas offense is a, is a buy low in general. Yeah. I think this is a great call. That's a good one. Craig gets Brandon Cooks. I'm going to take Demario Douglas for the Patriots. It came down to Pop Douglas. Pop Douglas, baby. A rare 0% rostered on Yahoo. There we go. Pop Douglas sounds like he's on the 23 Cleveland Steamers. <laughs> Cleveland <laughs> Steamers. Don't Urban Dictionary Cleveland Steamer, by yeah, the way. Oh, did don't I? Do that. oh, oh, that's, yeah, I shouldn't have said that. Do not do that at work, especially. Jesus Christ. Should I not do Soon this on, on Spotify, we're going to be able to have it where, like, on the lo- where the logo is, it, there's uh, the definition of Cleveland Steamer will pop up. <laughs> that was a feature we're working on. So get ready for that. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. Pictures? Are, are there going to be <laughs> illustrations? Depictions? Of the Cleveland Steamer? Yeah, yeah. a GIF? Okay. Hold on. I Googled it. And then the first thing that comes up is a Wikipedia page. And it's just the edit history of people trying to delete the Wikipedia page and the moderators (laughs) not doing it. It's literally a conversation between this. I've never seen a Wikipedia page like this. It's a one section. I will remove irrelevant trivia now. Please don't remove tags. WTF. This article is better with the content context. It's literally just like an argument among moderators to delete it. Yeah, so that that doesn't get us any closer to you knowing what that is if you don't know what it is, but it's bad. Um, anyway, Pop Douglas for the Patriots. I also think Kendrick Bourne for the Patriots is out there and is a potential I know, I'm surprised ad. you're going with Demario Douglas, Pop Douglas over Kendrick Bourne. Well, here's why. I think Douglas is pretty unique in the role and the skill set that he brings to the Patriots offense. He's like the one guy they have that has a little bit of juice and run after the catch. I think Kendrick Bourne, Juju... And Demar, uh, with the Devontae Parker are all a little bit redundant, and they seem to like rotate in with each other. And like you just never know who's going to play the most snaps. You never know who's going to get like a big part of the game plan. I think Douglas, who plays primarily in the slot, I think he played like eighty something percent of the snaps in the slot uh, last week. I think that's going to be like his role going forward. And to me, he just looks like an ascending player. Whereas Kendrick Bourne is just going to be up and down week in and week out. So. That's why I went with Douglas. I do think Bourne is also worth an ad because if this Patriots offense actually starts being normal and not completely shitting the bed, sorry, bad, bad reference right after Cleveland Seamer. Um, 
that I think, you know, both of these guys could be of values. And so, but I think just Pop Douglas, because he's an ascending player. He definitely is just by the eye test, the best thing the Patriots offense has going. <laughs> right. It's not even close. Yeah. I also yeah. think Jalen Hyatt is an ad. They're going to try to throw the a ball or two to him 30 yards down the field every quarter or every half. He's the Marvin Mims of the Giants. Yes. Yes. Yeah, but they actually are playing him more. And Marvin Mims, they're like, play, they're, they're like you lead our in receiving yards. We're going to play you even less than the seven snaps a game. <laughs> the Giants are more like rotating. But like all of his catches glacially. are deep balls. I think four of his nine NFL receptions in his career are 30 yards or more. Yeah, you know how like Jackson Smith and Jigba's first month, they didn't give him a ball. And it's the same thing that they did with who is the old receiver you drafted, DK, the Seahawks drafted? Uh, Eskridge? Yeah, D- like they were like, we're not going to give you anything that is not within three yards of the line of scrimmage on either side. Right. And then Jalen Hyatt's the opposite. Nothing before 30 yards downfield is allowed to be thrown to Jalen Hyatt. He can't do a slant. He can't do a button hook. That's his He game, just has baby. to get deep hooks. On- yeah. It's great, though. It's he. He's like the... What did we call him on the draft show? The a picture of Will Fuller that had been grabbed not from the corner but the center and just stretched aspect to look ratio. really yeah the aspect Stretch. ratio is so <laughs> He's just Will Fuller but like out of proportion. Yeah, it's just like that's it. He's silly putty that's been left out. But yeah, Jalen Hyatt's fun. Um, and then also like I would say Rashid Sheed for the Saints, who I swear to God mm-hmm. is good, but until He's Derek awesome. Carr proves that he can throw outside of a 15 yard radius. I don't want anyone on the Saints. Shahid is impossible to to predict. Like if mm. you like he's basically had two spike weeks out of seven and it's just impossible. You'll never Here's know. a good rule. The Thursday football game, Derek Carr threw a deep pass to Olave and then Derek Carr got mad that Olave gave up on the route. And then everyone speculated that Olave gave up on the route because he wasn't in the progression. And Michael Thomas retweeted it explaining how Chris Olave oh, yeah. maybe shouldn't be in the progression, but if I could say something to Chris, et cetera, et cetera, like maybe he should. And I'm like, the actual members of the offense cannot agree on how the deep passes are supposed to go publicly. Also, like so, if you have to, if you have to communicate with your fellow receiver via Twitter and not <laughs> in the locker room, it's like how Solak sign. was live tweeting our NFL ideas meeting like last week. <laughs> and he just was like, I'm in a oh, meeting yeah. right now and I have to listen. And it's like, you know what I mean? It's like, that's Michael Thomas yeah. in the receivers meeting. Like they're talking about it. Maybe I read this incorrectly, but my read on the situation was that. So I, I think it was Nick Underhill who tweeted it. And it was like basically found out after the game, essentially Olave, he took the blame for not fully running out his route. But he also said, my excuse for not doing that is I was not even part of the progression. I was not even going to be in that play. I was just a clear out, essentially. And then Derek Carr got all mad at me and Derek Carr's a little bitch and he shouldn't be yelling yeah. at me publicly and making me look bad because I wasn't even supposed to be a target in that play. And then Michael Thomas <laughs> was like, yeah, basically, this is correct. Derek uh, Derek Carr is a little bitch, and, but you probably should run the route anyway. So I think both of, both of them were essentially like Derek Carr sucks. That was <laughs> that was my read. That's it, I think that was your one hundred percent right. At all. That was <laughs> I perfect. think, and this is something I'd heard before the game that like there's issues in that in that locker room right now. I got a question for you guys. I was watching the Steeler game yesterday, and there was a shot. There was one play. Najee Harris was lined up in the backfield, and there was a there was a close up of his eyes, and his eyes were looking to the right. And I was like, oh, maybe he's either going to block to the right, or they're going to hand it off to him and. Go to the right, and he did. It was it ended up being a carry to the right. Do you think if you could if you could have a camera that, that gets to show a close up of the eyes of certain players that you could kind of figure out what they're doing? Like, do you think Chris Olave on the play where he knew he was not in the progression, his eyes were kind of just like dead straight, not really paying attention, compared to if he were running a crosser and his eyes would be kind of creeping towards the middle of the field? Do you think you can see that with players lined up? Is this what Prime Vision does? Is this how they? Is yeah. this how they predict all the? Well, I think they it's pause the next it step. and then they just wait and then they show it. <laughs> um, no, the prime, yeah. I think the yes, but I think that there'll probably be better use of cameras. Um, to tell you the truth, the actual espionage happening is that they shut the radios off for the other teams uh, that are on the road. Like the home team just kind of messes with the radio. Go to the quarterback. I think intercepting the radio would be the interesting one. Ah, oh, the Bluetooth's not working. Darn it! It's it's. Inc- I mean, every, look, every, it's too bad that every like important third down in the second half of any Patriots ah. game that ever mattered in the last decade, like These the, finicky the headsets went out. Devices we have here. The but no, yeah, Craig. You know what I was thinking of a lot as I've been watching receivers this season is the receivers grabbing their gloves really tight right before they think they're going to get the ball. Yeah, the first mm-hmm. it's like That's poker. Like like, like receivers have tells. Yeah, <laughs> that was Chad Johnson. Chad Johnson. Some some cornerback broke the rule. Cornerbacks. A lot of positions have these kickers. Like they. They're kind of more loyal 
kickers and especially they're more loyal to like themselves, like the job than the team. So kickers will tell each other to make the wind. And as long as you know, you share the information and cornerbacks have that for elite receivers sometimes. And uh, the tell on Chad Johnson for a while was he would grab his gloves and pull them tight only when he was getting the ball. And then some cornerback told Chad Johnson after the game and they like booted the cornerback from like the group chat of sharing information. Ooh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Exiled wow. him. Snitch. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a real thing. If anybody knows any tells for their favorite team's players, let us know. Curious. Email us, ringerfantasyfootballgmail.com. There was a Ben Roethlisberger one. Have you seen that one? What did he do? Ben in the shotgun, when, when he would hand the ball off, his feet would be like, uh, uh-huh. like perfectly next to one another. But when he was going to pass, one foot would be slightly behind the other. So yeah. he would almost be like starting to back. He would be preparing to backpedal. I've seen similar stuff with, um, and I can't remember off the top of my head who it actually was, but like the way that offensive tackles would line up. When Jawan Taylor lines up far enough back to take a handoff as a running back, the Chiefs might be passing the ball. Yeah. And then the other tell <laughs> is um, the Giants under Jason Garrett. I was going to say, um, some, Jason Garrett is going to come up here. If and you it was ran, inevitable. If they ran... <laughs> Well, actually, I literally was, easy. was just thinking this. Hyphen. They had one formation they passed out of for like three years. So yeah. that, you know, I've, like the some, opposite I, of the tell. This is like, it drives me nuts. And I feel like some coaches just don't give a shit. But like, there's so many tells in football where, you know, 95% of the time when they're in a certain formation or whatever, they run the ball. It's like, they well, just actually, don't care. I forgot. We've gone off this too. I've never brought this up on the show, but actually this was the best journalism I've ever done in my career. Was the oh, Rams yeah, Cowboys playoff game. The divisional round. Do you remember when um, Gurley and, and C.J. Anderson ran for like 260 yards in the Cowboys and they beat them in the playoff game at the Coliseum? And I was in the locker room afterward and I got, you go for the, the young guards. And one of the, it was Andrew Whitworth was on the team, the tackle. And the, uh, one of the guards on the team made the mistake of telling me they had a tell on the Cowboys line. You know, they don't necessarily blitz, but they're stunting, right? Which is like when the linemen basically switch places and try to confuse the line. And the Rams had figured out that when one of the Cowboys defensive ends, I think um, had his left hand down, that meant they were stunting. And so the Rams got like 20 of the 21 stunts, right? And so they just literally, but it's incredible. That small detail, literally a left versus right hand down. And then the Rams just blasted the Cowboys out of the playoffs and basically got Jason Garrett fired. (laughs) Doesn't it also feel like more so than ever? I don't know why this year it seems like I I am seeing way more shots of coaches play calling sheets up to their Dude. face and the camera super tight yeah. and you could just read all their shit hype that you what tweeted about that? it. That, like, I know. I, why can't we have like a cover in front of these play sheets so it's not just <laughs> like exposed for the, it for is the funny public that we to could, see? I literally am just looking at Sean Payton's red zone and shout out to um, Justice Mosqueda who tweeted like, wow, it's a lot of two tight end sets in your two minute drill there, Sean Payton. <laughs> I'm just like, like, I can't believe we could just see all this and Amazon just like zooming in. Yeah, it was weird. I, I don't know. why. I, I've wild. never understood why. The, the I get that the play sheet needs to be two sides. So you can like, because it has so many plays on it, you need to be able to see it. But like, figure something out where like, there's a there's a, a cover on the back side of it or something where you're not just showing the world every time you hold it up to your face. It's also so funny that it's a laminated piece of paper, but now the coaches are young enough that like all these coaches, probably it's the only thing they do in paper. Like, you know what I mean? Like the next wave of head coaches are going to be like, what is this? You know what I mean? I, know, I was thinking like, why hand. isn't this on an iPad? Or yeah. something, but I think it needs to be bigger. I think they want to be able to see everything at once. No, they're not allowed to have the. All right, wait, we should move on. <laughs> oh, you can't uh, hold an iPad. Is that right? A coach can't hold very one? well. No, iPads is only Microsoft surfaces. Which, I know, but yeah. they can't hold a tablet. I don't think so. That's no, very strange. I don't I think didn't know so. That. I could be wrong. Like I think that those tablets where they're looking at, like you can't like watch YouTube on that tablet. Like that tablet has like one app or whatever. That when they're watching the film, tape, tape, and only tape. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like when your fantasy league meets up at your house. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this is anything but a fantasy. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. This episode is brought to you by Hyundai. Think about all the stuff you can do now on Sundays after the Super Bowl's over. Adventurous activities. You need a Hyundai to get you there. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped for any adventure with features like available H-Track, all-wheel drive. You can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. 
or available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. The NFL season is going strong, and FanDuel wants to help you enjoy it even more with two great offers. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Plus, all customers get a profit boost every day, so you can boost your winnings even more. Giants are playing the Jets this week. Just take the under. Just take the under. You'll thank me later. Now is the best time to join FanDuel. The app is easy to use, and you can bet on everything from spreads to player props and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash Fantasy and get into the NFL action with offers you won't want to miss. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL, 21 plus and present in select states. Bet $5, get $200 offer. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Daily profit boost token offer. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable profit boost token. Restriction supply, including token expiration. See terms for both offers at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Tight end, DK. Yo. Tight end entering week eight. Uh, all right, let's continue to play whack-a-mole at this position. Um, let's go with Dalton Kincaid <laughs> for the Bills. Yeah, had he a had a game. good game. Let's go with him. <laughs> let's do this thing where uh, one guy has a good week, and then the next week he's going to suck, and then the week after that he's going to be good. Let's let's buy high here. Yeah, <laughs> buying high. I will say, I, I've talked myself into it. He, it looked like the game slowed down for him. You're right, eight yes. catches for 75. It should have been nine for 95, honestly, Josh. I'm Mr. Farrell. But DK, did you think, I feel like Kincaid... Like he said, he was settling in his zones like Travis Kelsey. I feel like he looked like way more part of the office yes. and they threw the with the game on the line fourth and two. They threw him the ball. I think early on. And, and this is just something that happens with probably most rookies. It's like he was just it looked like he was thinking a lot. And he's like, oh, I got to get to this spot and this depth. And then I got to turn around. And then by the time he like gets the ball, it was just like he was just getting a bunch of little dunk like dink and dunk dump offs plays. And in this game, at least I felt like he was you know, getting the ball a little bit further downfield and then turning and running up and running after the catch and kind of just looked a little bit more like his dynamic self that we saw in college. That's why everyone was so excited about him. That's why they picked him in the first round. And so, you know, of course, we we got excited about Michael Mayer last week and then Mayer didn't do a whole lot this week. I still am overall bullish about Mayer going forward and he would be on this list too. But Kincaid at least was, number one, a first-round pick that they were obviously very invested in and wanted, you know, to be a big part of their offense. And two... Um, like you said, Heifetz, I think he like turned a corner and he looked the part more than he had prior to. So this could be the breakout game that we see him start to like, you know, be a big part of this offense. I had it also too, could correct? be. Yeah, I mean, I had Kincaid as well. It also could be like, look, this is a game where Def- Stefan Diggs had his worst game of the of the season and Belichick did a good job containing him. So right. maybe that is why right. Kincaid had a, had a decent game. He's basically playing the same number of snaps as he always has around 60 He's splitting time with Dawson Knox pretty much all the time. He just got more targets today. And they were playing from behind. Yeah, flip side, which just like actually what happened was Bill Belichick's like, you know who's going to have to beat us? Dalton Kincaid, and they lost. The rookies will never do that ever again. (laughs) (laughs) Whoops. Anyway, Dalton Kincaid showdown time. What a a lead in for that. We're super very, like, we love this pick. We're very confident about it. Playing the Bucks next week. All right, it is the Dalton Kincaid showdown time. This is from, I'm sorry, it's a good email and I'm going to find I'm sorry. Uh, Michael, it's from Michael. Mikey. Michael, thanks, Mike. Mickey. On your, what? Mickey. Is Mickey a nickname for Michael? Uh, I think so. Huh. I don't know that. What is Mickey Mantle's real Mikey. name? <laughs> but what is Mickey Mantle's real name? I think, I think it's short for Michael, but I could be. I know it's completely uh, gay. I, oh, it says his name is Mickey. That's because he was born in 1931. People just named him <laughs> yes, Mickey back yes. then. Right. Good point. <laughs> oh, remind me to come back. We got an email about the 1927 Yankees. Um, okay, wait. Mike, <laughs> Michael, Mikey. Mikey says, on your live show, DK talked about how in the early internet days, AOL CDs were mailed to your house, which DK only could describe to us as they mailed you the internet, you mm-hmm. know, like they mailed and we were like, what? It's, it's, that's how I understand it, how <laughs> it works. Yes. They mailed to the, so Mikey's <laughs> like the CDs were free trials for AOL that you could install on your computer, connect online before you could download programs from the internet. Everything had to be installed by inserting a CD or floppy disk to your computer at the peak of its production, the peak, what percentage of all CDs manufactured worldwide were just AOL install CDs. <laughs> they were wow. everywhere. You would get, you get so many of those things in the mail, just like constant, just junk mail. You better win this, DK. You actually got mailed CDs to you. What percentage of all CDs manufactured worldwide were AOL CDs? I assume it's the peak of AOL CD production. Right, right, right. I don't, I mean, CDs, I just remember from, you know, 
hieroglyphs and the stories from <laughs> me. Did you guys really not use CDs? <laughs> no, we but use CDs. Burned them in fifth grade. Did you I remember do tapes? burning Did you ever CDs. Do tapes? I had a no, no. <laughs> tapes. No, I think the funniest thing is that we're like, watch the tape. And I'm like, dude, I don't even remember tape. Like, it's called my, my grandpa used tapes in his car. I remember, you know what my car used to have growing up is we had the, you know, the thing where you could like plug the aux cord into a cassette tape and you would put that into your car yes. and then plug the other end into your phone. Yes. I used to use that. Nice. What? Craig, that's like a little piece of history right there. Love it. 1999 Honda Accord, baby. Best car I've ever had. Yeah, it had to be I Accord, too, I feel like. Can't wait to be 80 years old and telling our completely disinterested grandchildren about aux cords. Those were the days. Dude, they were really, it was like weird. And the sound was t completely awful. You could hear like the, like the background, like, rrr, rrr. <laughs> like All right, what percentage? <laughs> we're just off the rails. What percentage of all CDs manufactured world, worldwide were AOL? You guys got uh, a number? Yeah. Sure. All right. Uh, three, two, one. 20. 33. Eight. Oh, wow. Eight? I don't or know. 80? Yeah. I said eight. Okay. I guess that was low. Eight, 20, and 30. The answer is 50%. 50? That's crazy. Let's God go. Damn. Let's there was go. A lot, that was like the age of CDs, too. There's like a trillion CDs. Probably. That's what I was thinking. I was like, this yeah. is the peak of the... Whatever. Um, Craig, you get... Dalton Kincaid, which I mean, sucks for you. We didn't even want him. DK, <laughs> it's kind of huge. I didn't even. It's want bleak him, so right you. now. In tight end. Good luck. Have fun out there, guys. I'm going to go on a walk with Dalton. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go back to the well with Michael Mayer. I just think he's good, and this was a one-off thing where he he his route rate went down this week, which was unfortunate. Um, but I still think overall, like he's trending in the right direction. There's like no, there's no good options really right now. So just going with the good, the good player. I love Michael Mayer. He's awesome. I love him so much. I'm hoping uh, Jimmy G He's can so come big. back next week. Is He's Jimmy so G big. due back next week? Uh, I don't know. I, I, a good rule of thumb is if a guy's like clearly ruled out like days, plural in advance of the game, they're always kind of questionable going into the next week. I have a question. Yeah. If you had to take all the 32 starting quarterbacks at the beginning of this year, and you had to, who was the quarterback that you are the least confident in that they will be healthy at the end of the season? Is Jimmy, oh, it's Jimmy G number G. one? Hundred percent. I, 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 that's actually one of the reasons I correctly predicted toot my own horn Rodgers to the Jets was because at the time people were like thirteen months ago people were like Jimmy G and I'm like you might as well just sign nobody because Mike White will be your quarterback if you <laughs> like Jimmy G is quite literally never had, he had one season in eight years that he's been healthy. He was healthy for that one Super Bowl season. And other than that, even like the four games he got for the Patriots, he got hurt. Like at some point, like you don't know how to protect yourself. Yeah, he doesn't take hits well. Every time he gets hit, he gets like fucking creamed. Can I say something that's kind of judgy, but like <laughs> Jimmy, the way Jimmy curls up for a sack is like an ick. Like it's it's like more off-putting than the other quarterbacks. You're right. He's too hot to curl up like that. Yeah, it's like, it's he, it, maybe that's actually a problem. He's got to be pounding the turf when he he's baseline. Yeah, he's got to pound the turf. His baseline attractiveness like, maybe is the problem. If Mike Glennon curls up like that, I'm like, no big deal. Jimmy G, I'm like, dude, you're <laughs> like an icon. Interested. Take it like you a man. See, have you guys seen this <laughs> thing on, have you guys seen this thing on TikTok where the guy just fucking splits logs with an ax and women just like, yes. yeah, that him. was Captain Henry Shreve. <laughs> Clearing the log, Jim. Oh, attraction's the weirdest fucking thing, man. We're all animals. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? You ever just think about that? Okay, anyway, speaking of which, my tight end, um, this is going to be the best or worst pick I've made all year, but I believe it. Taysom Hill for the Saints. Like, I swear to God, I that's where it. I'm at. No, I had him on my list. This isn't that crazy. I had him second. Yeah. Taysom Hill, like, if you watch that Thursday football game, we were talking earlier about the Saints. The Saints are done. The, the best goal line offense is, like, by far Taysom Hill. All Derek Carr can do is check the ball down. And then when you get to the red zone and everything's more condensed, they cannot move the football if Taysom Hill's not in the field. And then on top of that, he's playing like true receiver more. He's running routes. Mm -hmm. Like Derek Carr missed it. Like Taysom Hill was streaking wide open, like 25 yards We're down streaking. in the middle of the field. Streaking. Yeah. But like I just, I don't know. At the end of the day, like all these touchdowns you're trying to add on, all these tight ends, all of them, except for Kincaid, hopefully, are really just touchdown or bust, right? Like they're mm -hmm. not, except Kincaid, none of them gonna be eight catches in the game. Probably you just want them to score. Taysom Hill's getting goal line carries. Like what else can you want? Like he's a quarterback. He's a running. He's he's just on the field a lot. And there's like the Taysom Hill line. And we're now out of tight ends. I would take over Taysom Hill. 
And like Gerald Everett, he's under the line. Just give me taste. The only problem here, and I agree with everything you said, because um, he was he ran 42 routes this week. That's like he's a, like a full time And then he runs receiver. with a quarterback. With like the other ones, like you have to block. Taysom <laughs> Hill see, is just they, out here playing quarterback. They had the goal line uh, look where they had like eight guys on the line of scrimmage or nine guys on the line of scrimmage and then a defensive Def- tackle in the 90, backfield number next 99. to <laughs> and then Like Taysom Keisha Hill. Phillips in backyard baseball, <laughs> yeah, 99. Awesome. I got to say, I was thinking about Taysom Hill this today or yesterday when like building this doc. And I, I kind of think that Taysom Hill is now underrated and he does not get nearly enough credit for who he is as a hundred <laughs> yeah. percent. Taysom Hill, Hill is the Cloyce is like Cloyce box. box. Yeah, yes. Yes. Literally. Wow. You guys he just really had fucking a four positions. He is a quarterback, a running back, a tight end, and a wide receiver all in one. And he's pretty good at all of them. Like this Dude, man yeah. deserves a documentary about him and should probably be a fucking Hall of Famer. Before his, before his career is over, he deserves a documentary. I mean, if you had to pick another player in the league to do this, who would you pick? Like, he is extremely unique. Travis Hunter for Colorado, who's like this incredible receiver cornerback combo. And so someone had a tweet that was like, Travis Hunter's first game back after missing three games with a lacerated liver, the wide receiver slash cornerback played an unfathomable 167 snaps. And I'm like, that's like what I'd read about Jim Thorpe. You know what I mean? That sounds like yeah. 80 years ago. And that's how I feel every time Taysom Hill does anything. I'm like, this isn't a real person. He just does everything. He's all positions. You all know right. what I, this is, this just came to my head and this might be complete gobbledygook, but like, don't you think it's couldn't couldn't it be somewhat beneficial to play more snaps just because you stay warm the entire time? It always like struck me. It's a watching, dome in Louisiana. Football games, no, but it's like a lot of these games are played in like. The no, I get school. what you mean. It's like you I just get what like you, you have to like run for five seconds, then you stop, and then you go to the sideline. You wait for a TV timeout. And you get all cold. Like you never get really warmed up. Playing Silly football. question, but do you mean literally like the temperature of the game, or do you mean like mentally involved? No, you mean like, like muscles. I mean like your body, your body, your cardio, yeah, like your yeah. muscles. Like keep you your muscles get your warm. second wind. It's, you know, like even if you're rested and you just stand up and try and sprint, like that is going to be harder than if you've been like jogging and running for a while and your muscles are loose and you're warmer. It's like I, I feel like us talking about Travis Hunter is, and soccer players would probably be like, "Well, who gives a fuck?" Like I play for an hour and a half straight. You know what I mean? Like. Who cares? Yeah. Like, I run like yeah. 20 miles during a game. Yeah, but they're not it's getting like, like like high impact <laughs> tackles every day. True. Obviously, that's very clear, Craig. But I'm just saying like from <laughs> a just like when you're playing, like when you go in to like say a basketball game, if you come off off the bench cold, it takes you like a while to get that second wind and to actually like be at peak performance. I feel like I will say this, TK. I have zero answers and I don't even know the right questions to ask. But I do think what you're talking about is right now at the bleeding edge of what NFL teams smart ones are figuring out because the biggest thing we don't have publicly right now is all the tracking data they have, not just in games, but in practices. And I'll just say this. There's a reason that the Rams and Bengals a couple years ago played the Super Bowl. And there's a reason that the teams that are in the Super Bowl are almost always the healthiest teams. Like, right. like the last six Super Bowls and the Eagles one's almost like a... The 2017 one's like this outlier because they're all hurt. Take that one out. Every other one, it's, oh, the guys with 20, the 22 starters left. That's who made the Super Bowl. And the Rams absolutely had some kind of edge. It's not like an accident. Cam Akers came back from an Achilles in five months. Like, they figured stuff out about cardio and when to play people and, like, all the weird stuff Chip Kelly did 10 years ago. There, there are There is a lot of new information that's been created that they have answers and they have not shared yet. I just think it's interesting. Real quick, I meant to say this, and then I got we got distracted. The only problem with Taysom Hill is Juwan Johnson's coming back. I just want to point that Don't out. Don't care. Oh, well, that's the reason he wasn't running a lot of routes earlier in the year. And he could just go back to being like, I get five snaps. This isn't, I, I, this isn't like, I'm not going back to jail. Thing. Okay, this I'm just is saying like a, you should care. Is all right, fine, that's fair. That's <laughs> a good point. <laughs> we'll move on now. That's good caveat. Okay, quarterback, if he's available, I don't know your league. Kyler Murray for the Cardinals. Adam, if you know, he's coming off injured reserve at some point in the next few weeks. Adam, if he's there, probably not. Nine or 10 is when they're, they're looking at week nine or 10. Uh, Otherwise, this is a horrific week. Just don't stream quarterbacks. There's no buys. Just play who you got. Sam Howell's <laughs> playing the Eagles. Yikes. Yeah. Like, like Kenny Pickett versus the Jaguars. Disgusting. Desmond Ritter's facing the Titans. Like, I don't want any of these people. I literally formally like you Zach don't want to be out here. The, uh, yeah, you don't want to be out here. Don't take any of these quarterbacks. It's my official recommendation. Great. That helps a lot of people. There's no buys. It's like just play who you got. You have a quarterback on your team. They're better than his waivers. I'm almost positive. Defense, on the other hand, Titans versus Desmond Ritter. I like Desmond Ritter through what two picks to end the two games ago, three fumbles inside the 10 this week. Like the Titans, Mike Vrabel, they're so well coached. They're so good at getting the ball out. 
I, I will give me the Titans versus Desmond Ritter. And if they're not there, the Jags versus the Steelers and Kenny Pickett. By the way, breaking news while we're talking, the Titans traded Kevin Byard to the Eagles. Oh, the best player in the Titans defense? Yeah, very good safety. Oh, and this just leads me to the question. Who else are the Titans going to trade at the deadline? Are they going to get rid of Derrick Henry to a contender? Maybe mm. Ryan Tannehill? Mm. He's hurt, of course, but... You know. Will they just trade DeAndre Hopkins immediately to somewhere else? Ooh, they probably should. Maybe DeAndre Hopkins should do the James Harden and just like start holding up like signs at strip clubs that are like... Go to the Chiefs. I want DeAndre and Patrick Mahomes. Ooh. Do you? I'm into it. I do. I do want that. <laughs> <laughs> that was not a rhetorical question. Yeah, I, I do want it. Yeah. Do you? Yes, I do. That's why I said it. That's why I suggested it. <laughs> what's the um, worst spot Hopkins go? Like the one that's just like the Titans. Like, because the Titans the are the worst spot. Oh, the Falcons and like they just play Matt Collins oh, over? Oh, God, don't, don't, do not do that to us. That'd be so funny. Uh, no, that's, that's true. Glad I'm plugging the Titans defense now that they're trading their best players. I'm still doing it. I don't care. I've seen too much Desmond Ritter to be afraid. And then Jags D up there league lead in turnovers. Uh, otherwise, it's kind of tough out there. I'm not going to lie. Giants, Jets, if they're available, grab either defense playing each other. And then Chargers D is like bad, but dude, Tyson Bagent for the Bears. Bagent. Bagent. Any other defenses? Like I still do the Titans, do Jags, Chargers against the Bears. Any other Ds? Giants, Jets if they're there. Falcons D against the Titans. How, how scared are you, Tennessee? Not at all. So, yes, I think that's a good one. Yeah. Um, it'll be interesting to see who starts for the Titans this week. Malik Willis or maybe Will Levis. We'll see. I'm not sure. Yeah, it'll be very interesting. Not entertaining. <laughs> Will Levis <laughs> must stink. <laughs> Craig said the, the quiet part out loud. Will Levis must stink. He's still not the backup. If he can't start, I mean, this guy was like for a second there was rumored to be the number one overall pick in the draft and he can't start over Malik Willis. Brutal. That's not a good look. All right. Emails? Emails. All right. A lot of emails. This one from Matt. Matty. A lot of emails in this By one. By the way, Mickey is short for Michael. I looked it up. Thanks. Or Mike. Tied that, tied that knot. Yeah. People were wondering. Um, Colorado School of Mines. A lot of people emailed in to say that they thought we were talking for 10 minutes or more that we were talking about the Colorado School of Mimes. I actually listened like, back people to that don't segment talk. and you did sound very much like you said mimes. Mimes. Colorado School of Mimes. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> Dude, like whole They're probably in their division. I'm just picturing a fucking school, like a football team for a school of mimes. That just is the best. Miming. <laughs> For all we know, they're in it. You know, maybe Ferris State played the Colorado School they do, of Mines. They're, they're best in the silent count. hey -o. This is one of the best and most. Don't read this ahead. I don't know if you guys can see this email. I'm I don't want you to check it. this email. I don't want you okay. to read it. This is one of the most important emails we've ever gotten, ever. Okay. This is on Kai eating things because we would like to, mm. uh, perhaps in the second half of the season here, get, uh, you know, Kai Fieri. Fieri. Kai Fieri. Yeah. Kai Fieri to start eating things. We're going to make him eat things. This is from Astrid. 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 I recognize this name. My name is Astrid and I am Kai's girlfriend. <laughs> yes. Holy shit. I have, I have heard about Kai time. I'm so excited <laughs> that Kai's finally willing to try some foods. And I think I have some pretty good recommendations for things he should try if yes. you're willing to consider them. <laughs> Kai just put in the chat, flex. <laughs> yeah, flex. Uh, here is my list. This is from Astrid. Mac and cheese. Dates. Well, that's, that's got cheese in it. Could yeah, be he hates cheese. So. Yeah, it's okay. Well, dates. he's going to have to eat it. Dates. Avocado okay. toast. Mm. Love it. Texture. Banana pudding. I'm sensing a texture thing here. Mm. Impossible meat. Ooh. Ooh. That's just mean. A bagel with cream cheese. No, impossible meat's pretty good. Bagel with cream cheese? How can someone not like bagel with cream cheese? That's what I want to know. Bagel with cream cheese and then a Taco Bell burrito are on the things that he has to try <laughs> to muster down? Okay. <laughs> this The Taco Bell thing could cause problems. It's not our problem. Like gastrointestinal? Her problem. Yeah, that's true. That's true. This is her suggestion. We're just warning you. I'm, I, I'm surprised Kai's not in on Taco Bell. Or maybe he is. It's just the... It's just the Probably the, the cheese. Like the, all the stuff, it's too close to the cheese. You know what I mean? But he likes pizza. <laughs> they don't have... Well, oh, they do have Mexican pizza now at Taco Bell again. Anyway, keep going. There's a few more. Fritos bean dip. Ooh. Sure. Yep. She wants them to do a green smoothie. Okay. 
This is she's just like I've been wanting him to try this shit for so long. And a ginger juice shot. And then maybe he could also try like putting the toilet seat down after he pees. Maybe that could be something he tries. Maybe try fucking cleaning up after himself. No, there is a whole nother list here. Yeah, it's actually it's um daily after learn how to iron a shirt. <laughs> if you send those in, Astrid, we will also list all the the daily chores that Kai needs to go to. Mm. This is pretty good. Should we have done this today? I, I maybe going maybe Kai right now. Should he pick which one of us in the future? He could do it at the beginning of the episode, but he, should he pick which one of us he thinks had the best waiver picks? And then like those yes. guys the next week. All right, Kai, get in here. Kai, who do you think won? So wait, are we only giving Kai a one in three shot though of succeeding? Yeah, yeah, that's way too high. <laughs> I have I have okay. all the names here too, by the way. If you guys want to recap, okay, recap it. Yeah, DK's got Deontay Foreman, uh, Demario yes. Douglas, yes, and Michael Mayer, yes, pretty solid. Craig's got Daryl Henderson, Brandon Cooks, Dalton Kincaid. Ooh, solid. solid. It, this is this is really tough. Like I'm already, I've been sweating the entire episode. Uh, Heifetz <laughs> has Josh Kelly, um, Josh Downs, double Josh there, and Taysom Hill. Damn, Ooh. damn. Oh, so nice. all you have Downs to do, Kai, is, nice. is pick which one of those three will have the most points next week, and the other two people that you don't pick will hate you forever, and also mm-hmm. pick one of those ten items from yeah. Astrid's list. Totally fair. You'll have to eat mac and cheese if you don't cheese. get this right. Literally, like the greatest thing that's ever been. <laughs> the stakes are very high. Mac and cheese is like what you feed to a picky child. <laughs> <laughs> like Calvin won't eat anything <laughs> except for spaghetti and mac and cheese. Those are the two things. It's actually really funny. Pasta covered in shit is like the easiest yeah. meal that you could serve <laughs> yes. people you, most of the time. <laughs> I just want to say real quick before I make a pick here. Uh, it's the first time I'm hearing the list from Astrid, so mm. we're going to have to have Ooh. some conversations. There's some che- a lot of cheese She's going to hear about that yes. later. Yes. What's the story with the green smoothie? I, there's something behind that, I feel like. I think, I, I honestly, I was she was making the list last night and I was just like, I don't want to see it. <laughs> I don't want to see it because it'll make me sick. Astrid's yeah, exactly. out here like Michael Thomas. Like she's trying to communicate with you like you're Chris Olave, <laughs> but she's just doing it as publicly as possible. I was promised they weren't that bad. They were that bad. Can Ka- Kai should power rank these in order of how little he wants to eat them on Wednesday. <laughs> That's really good. I think I'm going to go high fits. I think I'm going to go with the Taysom Hill slant. Okay, so what happens yeah. if, if, if either Craig and I win? then we get to pick what you eat. Exactly. And and I would say whoever wins, it, it, DK, if you win, you get to choose. If I win, I get to choose. That's good. What happens if I win? Nothing. Heifetz, you get to eat mac and cheese if you win. It's a prize for you. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> a bagel and cream I get to nice. eat something that I like, like some Pop-Tarts <laughs> or something. Yeah, just we'll get you a nice bowl of Chipotle of just white rice and chicken. Oh, sounds great. Turkey sandwich with white bread. I had turkey sandwich with white bread for lunch. Not, <laughs> not lying. That's what I had. We didn't think Still stuck in his throat. (laughs) 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 While we're all here, stay here, Kai. We got an email from Ben. Ben. Hey, Danny's and Craig and Kai. Not sure if you saw, but Billboard recently named the top 100 pop songs of all time. And Mbop was number 61 ever in the history of pop music. Mbop. Where was Teenagers? On Billboard. Number one. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. Wow. Teenagers Big was number one. one. What yeah. was number one? Uh, Wait, do you let's wanna, guess. Let's do you want to guess? Sorry. I would say, say the, one of the, them was whack. What's the list again? Top, the best pop songs of all time. I'm going to say number one is Thriller. Yeah, I was going to say Thriller. Thriller was Jackson. embarrassingly low. Thriller, they're wrong. Thriller, oh. they should get the most shit for. Thriller was like nine behind like Call Me Maybe by Carly Rae Jepsen, which I remember thinking was like the kind of thing you do to just like. That was definitely like an earworm though. Kind of a bop. <laughs> Are we putting Call Me Maybe about Thriller? I'm not, but I'm just saying, like... I should know, I'm I wrong. Thriller it. was... Se- no, Billie Jean was seven. Yeah. Thriller was, like, ten or something. Pop, pop um, song. Oh, so the highest Beatles song was I Want to Hold Your Hand, which I kind of... That's interesting. Um, I guess I wasn't there for I the don't know. radio Hit plays me, baby. the Beatles. Yeah, I was going to say, is there, like, a Britney Spears or, like, a boy band? Well, who was number one? I will say, the, the one from our, like, childhood... Uh, my hint is a top five one is, is uh, uh, a American Idol person. That's like the most recent. Kelly Clarkson? Mm-hmm. Yes. Since You've Been Gone was top five. That's interesting. Really? Top five all time? Backstreet Boys had four. I Want It That Way. Yeah. Which we've discussed. Yeah. And then the next three, are they? I think they got right. Which is the hints I'll okay. give you are. Is it like the Beach Boys or something? Like older? Sounds like they're staying more contemporary. Yeah. The top two were absolutely played at Craig's wedding. 
Um, um, like Black Eyed Peas or something. Craig should get it right. I don't Craig know, should but... get it right. Is my question. Is it an ABBA song? Yes. Oh. Oh, it's either Dancing Queen or Mamma Mia. I would Dancing Queen is two, and then number one. If you want it, number one's good. Number one's like a nobody dislikes this song. Give me, give us a hint. Lead us yeah. in the right direction. Yeah. Solo female artists. Madonna. From before two thousand. I know. I thought about Madonna, but is it girls it just want to have fun? Lopper. Do you want me to tell you more, more hints? Solo female artist pre two thousand. You said. Oh, Beyonce. Pre pre nineteen ninety. Oh wow. The song. Debbie Gibson. Did somebody say girls just want to have fun? I doubt yeah, it. I said that. Yeah, no. It's obvious. It's like an A A list person, A list talent, like uh, national anthems, and like you know has done everything. Whitney Houston. Oh, is it like a Whitney Houston? Yes. Yeah. That's yeah. What I oh, say. I want to dance with somebody. Yes, that's the great. Number one. Wow. That's it. Took us way too long to get there, but that's great. <laughs> that was played at my wedding. That that is uh my buddy's like one of my buddies, Brian, one of his favorite songs. And every time that song comes on at any wedding, Skippy and I take a video and send it to him, which we did at your wedding, Craig. Oh, that's fun. How high is Ta a Taylor Swift song on the list? Is it like You Belong With Me, Your Love Story? Oh, that's interesting. You know, it's, uh, I didn't even look. It's super bass, but Nicki Minaj at 13. What? <laughs> it's banger. It's banger. Yeah, that, that song is a good song. <laughs> I, I, that song was big Craig's when I was in like college. Reaction. But like, can we clip Craig's reaction and just use that for stuff? What? Like, you're, super bass is above Thriller? No, 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 no. <laughs> Actually, maybe no. It's Thriller's. Who did this? Rolling Stone. This is Billboard. This is just clickbait. I was gonna say it's like Taylor Swift's "Cruel Summer" is number one. They also had, they had Hanson, they had, um, the other crazy one is they had Mbop ahead of Teenagers by My, My Chemical Romance, which is crazy. <laughs> Who would have um, thought? Only by a three, they, 380 they spots. They had Hanson Mbop back to back with I Will Always Love You from Whitney Houston, which is hilarious. Yeah, that is good. That, that just that, lets you know. It's funny because I know that the, the definition is just pop song, but like I Will Always Love You is just so sort of like slow and a little sad and stuff. And I just don't picture it as like a quote unquote pop song. I know it. I know that doesn't matter. That's fair. But no, oh my god, that, 15 though. is Fantasy by Mariah Carey. Hell yeah. Wow. wow. Great song. Where's Tom Tom? Also, someone emailed, shout out to who uh, emailed us this. We have not discussed the fact that we do this with power tomorrow, but we literally started playing Tom Tom Club Genius of Love because we couldn't get the rights to Fantasy. And now on Fandle TV, we can't get the rights to Tom Tom Club. It's <laughs> <laughs> the whole reason we got the song. Somebody, somebody put us in contact with Mariah. All right. That's all we got. I can't believe we haven't ended the show already. Uh, thank you, Craig. Thank you, DK. Thank you, Kai, for producing this episode. Thank you to Hanson. Thank you, Lauren. Lauren. Thank you, Madonna. I could have swore Madonna was going to be like top three. What, what was her highest song? She's very high. She's very high. She um, Like a Prayer? Yes. That, that was six. Okay, there we go. What about Sinead? What about Sinead O'Connor? Nothing Compares to You is 87. Ooh, 87. I, it, it's like it's like Bill's Basketball Hall of Fame. You could really need tears. Mm. You know what song is good? Is I like Hung Up. Hung Up by Madonna's Fun. Hung Up. That was a newer song. 05. I'm not going to lie. Beatles, I Want to Hold Your Hand. I, I don't think I would have put that in the top. I mean, I guess I'm just Of wrong, the Beatles like, songs? Yeah. I, I just, that's not the one I would have guessed, honestly. Right. Can't really dispute it. Yesterday's 95. That feels backward. You're going to have to dive into this list. Listen to Hung Up. They sample Gimme, Gimme, Gimme by ABBA. It's great. Oh, okay. Craig, your love of ABBA has really made me a, like, converted me. It's made me a believer. Dude, at, it, somewhere someone best. has somehow made it this far to the episode, is going to a wedding this weekend, <laughs> and is in a bridal party. And if I have one, one piece of advice for you, is if you get the ox, it's, or the ox, old, if you get to play music at any point, just put on Give Me a Man After Midnight. It's called Gimme, Gimme, Gimme. Gimme, gimme, yes. gimme. Oh, I always get that wrong. Gimme, gimme, gimme. And just put it on for the bridesmaids. It was on my five must plays at my wedding. <laughs> I can still remember that one. What were the five must plays? It was gimme, gimme, gimme. It was man, I feel like a woman. <laughs> that song goes so hard. Don't <laughs> knock it. If you are in a bar... <laughs> and you are drunk with a bunch of people and man, I feel like a woman comes on. Let's go, girls. When it hits, it's like a very, it, it does hit you hard. Nah, nah, it hits you harder nah, than nah. you think. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh, opening five <laughs> seconds to Shania songs like are like the greatest uh, opening five seconds so consistently. crazy. Yeah. She knows how to grab you. Oh my God. <laughs> da, 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 da. What else? That was only two or three? I, to be honest, I can't remember what the other 
I'm trying to think. Yeah, I don't know. I, don't, I can't remember. Get back to me. All right. It. Well, on that lovely note, <laughs> guess we'll end the show. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Kentucky, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, and Virginia. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXTSTEP to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana, visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland, visit one 800 gambler.net in West Virginia or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York.